Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Queso podcast. I'm your co-host, Quesarito. And I'm Happy Man. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Happy Man. Uh, so a lot of things going on uh, as far as crypto news, Binance, Coinbase, SEC, and a lot of complicated stuff that I know very little about. But luckily, we have Happy Man here who is very well, much more informed than I am to talk about all this stuff today. Well, I wouldn't say I'm like <clears throat> much more informed, but uh, definitely been following it a little bit closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely have a lot more context of this stuff than I do. Because as far as I go, I buy most of my crypto off Coinbase and I thought they were safe because they were publicly traded. But apparently that's not nope. quite the case. No, no, nothing safe. Mm-hmm. This... uh this isn't just an attack against like exchanges or buy not specifically. This is predominantly looking like an attack against crypto, which I think there's benefits and, and downfalls of it, which we'll get into later, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Are there any uh, articles you want to dive into? Oh, and if you're any of you want to follow along with show notes, if you head to the compound, the happy case of podcast channel, Show notes will be in there if you want to link to any of the articles we're going to be looking over or any of the tweets we'll be talking about today. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just dive right into it. As uh, I'm sure you've seen is SEC has been on sort of a like a lawsuit spree and uh, not just against Binance, but other exchanges as well. Um, but uh, Binance certainly seems to be the biggest, um, the biggest target, and uh, probably the most public about it. Um, mm-hmm. So it it it, it uh, involves thirteen charges in total, and essentially what the SEC is accusing Binance of doing is colluding, insider trading, and betting against their own holders. And one of the things that I found interesting about this is the SEC and Binance were actually working together to find a middle ground uh, to eliminate anything like this happening. And in the Binance, I guess we'll call it a, uh, a response to the claims SEC targeted them with uh, Binance very publicly wrote that they're kind of disappointed that uh, the SEC would just kind of drop their collaboration and uh, mm-hmm. to just kind of attack them. Right. Yeah. Cause I was looking at uh CZ's Twitter account cause he's linked it towards it. And I was reading a lot of these uh, follow-up tweets and what people are saying about it. And at least the vibe I'm getting from all this is it seems like, I don't want to be dramatic about it, but it definitely seems like people are taking it as like a, definitely a declaration of war against crypto and a lot of people getting up in arms about it. Yeah. I I think uh, this, this particular battle that SEC chose to invoke is definitely one of the most predominant, battles that there will be in crypto i believe mm-hmm. there's uh i'd i'd say crypto is probably heading towards 
the crypto maxi stage that we saw between 2010 to 2015 where um it was more of a cult following than just a general lifestyle that crypto has become mm-hmm. i think we're going to kind of fall back into that passionate pitchfork yeah. and torch kind of like kind of like a zealotry kind of is forming and people are tapping it almost with like a almost religious fervor or like a revolutionary fervor and cz is kind of becoming the uh the chosen one i suppose to take the fight to the u.s government i guess yeah yeah exactly um we've we've seen in the past i mean if you've looked into crypto i don't know how long you've been in crypto but mm-hmm. in the a few past, years but not as in-depth as i am now <laughs> in, in 2010 to 2015 it was like uh crypto maxi was just everybody anybody in crypto was a crypto maxi now crypto maxis are kind of the smaller rank of uh crypto users now you know mm-hmm. was, no, uh, so like as far as like adoption curves go you, you have initially your super fanatics and then you have your early adopters and then it starts becoming mainstream and mm-hmm. as it gets more adopted people get less impassioned about these things exactly yeah exactly um we're not we're not we haven't seen uh very passionate people for for quite a long time except uh probably the small nft boom that we saw in 2021 mm-hmm. um and i i think we're going to start seeing that again i think this this uh this first fire from sec is probably gonna rally the forces and bring people closer together and i think that's a good thing um i do think I, I do think it's unfortunate that CZ is the man that's going to be leading the charge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's as great as a guy as he is. I think the SEC actually has quite a foundation in some of the charges they're doing. There's been, uh, if, you, if you look into it, we won't get too much into the statistics and numbers, but it's all public knowledge, public info, I should say, not public knowledge that's, uh, some of the things that Binance has been doing has been quite shady, um, mm-hmm. particularly in betting against their own traders has been something that has been pretty predominant that they've been mm-hmm. accused of many times in the past. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing with FTX, I don't think anybody looked at that whole situation and didn't see it as CZ sort of manipulating that whole situation to kind of hold their head under the water once they already started to drown, you know, right. they, uh, yeah. what he did with the posts and hinting at buying it and then claiming they had no intentions of doing it. And, and, uh, well claiming that yeah. it just would never work more so than. Yeah. Not doing and it. I guess for a context, I could, I just thought of just some people who might not know who CZ is, might not know who buy, what Binance is, would you be able to talk a little more about kind of just general background about CZ in general and what Binance kind of represents in this case and why it seems like such a big deal right now? Yeah. Binance is probably the most adopted, uh, exchange for crypto in the entire world. I'd say, uh, let alone the U S uh, Binance is very strongly been adopting the um, KYC model of exchanges. Mm-hmm. They and, know your uh, customer. Yeah. Um, and they have been pretty powerful. Like they, they're definitely one of the only exchanges 
left that has full trust from users. Um, when I first started in crypto, it was it was very much so that you would get into crypto and be quite nervous about going onto an exchange where you could possibly just lose everything. Um, mm-hmm. Binance is one of those exchanges that there's no, well, there was no doubt that uh, your your funds were safe on on Binance's platform, and mm-hmm. uh, CZ is the the name um, of the gentleman that's the the uh, CEO, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to butcher his name too much, but uh, I think it's mm-hmm. pronounced Shang Peng Zhao. Yeah, um, CZ, CZ for sure <laughs> is what he goes for, and I I think in good. For a good reason, so people mm-hmm. don't mispronounce his name. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the gist of like Binance and, and the CEO. If I've covered any any other questions mm-hmm. that you might yeah, have. Yeah, that pretty much covers it. Because uh, when you're rolling into FTX, I remember that's when I was first diving a little deeper into uh, CZ and who he was and what he was doing. And the way I was reading the news and how I was understanding the situation was... It sounded like Binance basically did a kind of dirty move and took FTX down, checking out the numbers and did a kind of underhanded move to uh, kind of cripple FTX, essentially. I mean, it was primarily FTX's fault, but it seems like CZ kind of took advantage of the situation. Yeah, exactly. I think think CZ totally put himself in a position to kind of fire the last bullet into the coffin. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very much obviously... Binance and FTX were direct competitors and they, when FTX sort of got into hot water, Binance was one of the first people there to kind of hold them under that hot water. And um, I don't think anybody can deny that uh, Binance played a quite a big role um, mm-hmm. in the crash of FTX. Whether yeah. Oh, go ahead whether it was him speaking publicly or tweeting directly to FTX um, or like posting public information about kind of what was going on. I thought it was quite strange that CZ was so involved with Binance and what was going on. But uh, his, mm-hmm. his tweets were the worst part of it is they, they seemed disingenuous Um mm-hmm. He 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 was very much like playing light of the situation, using like crying emojis in his tweets. Like, oh, we tried, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, one of his tweets was like, "Sad day, tried but crying face." Yeah, if I remember correctly, because I remember coming across that when that was happening, and it sounded like Binance was considering kind of bailing FTX out and making some deal. And I remember there was something like, "Oh, we're reading." Uh, the ledgers and accounts for uh, FTX. And then within less than 24 hours, they said, oh, no, this is crap, basically, and said, we're not doing it. But I was like, how do you go through an entire crypto exchange's books in less than 24 hours and you're in opposite time zones? And so it made me start thinking that there was something fishy going on and it was also disingenuous, I think was the right word for it. Yeah, a lot of people looked at the tweet from uh, Bankman Freed where... After that weekend rolled over and the weekday started with the Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he tweeted something about saying like a competitor is going after us with false rumors. Um, mm-hmm. 
directly from that tweet, he then tweeted at CZ directly saying, if we could work together for the ecosystem. Mm. And uh, a lot of people think, myself included, um, think that was kind of pointing the finger without pointing the finger. Oh, um, okay. Because we all knew there were, there were competitors. And for him to say, if we could just work together, Mm-hmm. I just I don't necessarily understand why he would talk to them specifically. Yeah, because yeah, I guess uh, if going back, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but at least in my mind, it seemed like FTX, Binance, and Coinbase were the top three exchanges in the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, Binance obviously wants to be number one. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the most powerful blow they did is they, behind closed doors, gave FTX hope, told them that they were going to bail them out. And, mm-hmm. and, and as you said, um, and Sam Bankman-Fried um, actually tweeted about it, saying that, yeah, we've worked something out with them. And then I, I believe he heard, as well as the rest of the world, heard through CZ's tweet that it was not indeed going to work. And that was the end of FTX. Yeah. And then it's just kind of funny watching now, like spinning it back to the SEC and Gary Gensler. Because I remember back in the day, it seemed like SBF was getting, or San Vega Freeman was getting very friendly with the US government, with politicians, with Gary Gensler specifically. And doing a, he was, he was showed up to Congress a few times, if I'm not mistaken. And now here we are a few months later and Gary Gensler and the SEC are going after Binance too. I don't know. Is yeah. that just a coincidence or what do you think about no. that? <laughs> I, th- I think there's uh, there's two things that uh, always reveal themselves. And uh, I can't remember what the first of the saying is, but the second is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I think very much we're going to be seeing the truth coming out of this whole ordeal and this situation. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that they're now going over towards uh, harpooning Binance, um, especially because Sam Bagman fried was quite a large, if not one of the largest donors to uh, the, the presidential campaign for Biden. Mm, yes, and, that's uh, true. Biden's, yeah, Biden's responsible for putting uh, Gary Gensler as the chairman of SEC, and they did get along with FTX mm-hmm. very well. Um, they were yeah. considered friends, and yeah. it's funny to see how how I, I I don't think anybody can deny either that FTX was completely completely a shit show. Mm-hmm. It, it, like everything that they were doing was wrong. Like we can't yeah. deny that they were they were not. I mean, we don't need to get into everything that we saw come out of the wet work with FTX, but uh, yes. they definitely weren't a responsible company, and and they definitely weren't um, doing well with their position. Yeah, and it, it was quite strange that they did so well at being friendly with the U.S. government yeah. for them to turn and do something like this. It almost seems kind of backwards, right? Yeah, it's like they it's like they went from making friends with Tom Brady, Biden, or you know the the network around Biden and Gary Gensler and the SEC to suddenly in prison, <laughs> and then now the SEC 
I mean, I remember hearing Gary Gensler talk and he seemed pretty crypto friendly, at least two or three years ago. He was. Yep. I don't, he, uh, he was extremely crypto friendly. He was bullish on crypto and, uh, it's, it's a complete 180 now that things have taken a turn like they have. And I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody can look at the whole situation and not necessarily blame them for, especially after the whole FTX Mm -hmm. debacle. Yeah. But it it does seem a little out of left field that he would, yeah, crypto has always been having things like that. And, and Mm -hmm. businesses in the world have always had things like that happen, right? Banks, like let's Mm -hmm. look at the banks shutting down. There's, Mm -hmm. there's no business without its fault. So it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense for them to flip a 180 quite Mm -hmm. that aggressively when they were trying to work so diligently with these exchanges um, Mm -hmm. to make something work, right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, the SEC, I mean, they're technically supposed to be helping clean up the space and make things better for investors, consumers, the general public. But at the same time, it's kind of like you see all these things happening behind closed doors that people forget about. And it's like kind of difficult not to connect the dots and difficult not to start jumping into conspiracy theory level things. But yeah, it, just as a casual observer, I'm like, really? What, what's really going on here? <laughs> it definitely it is very easy to put those dots together. And it's even easier still with Binance's. Uh, response and one one powerful thing that I thought and uh, quite ballsy from Binance is they say, quote, it seems based on these developments that the SEC's goal here was never to protect investors. If that were truly the case, the staff would have been thoughtfully engaged with us on the facts and in our efforts to demonstrate the safety and security of Binance US platform. The SEC's real intent here instead appears to be to make headlines. And that's that's uh, calling the kettle black. That's they're they're going hard back at the SEC, and I, I can't really blame them because the Coinbase, Kraken, Binance, all mm-hmm. these exchanges were working quite hard to make sure that they were making the SEC happy, mm-hmm. and they were oh, yeah. working hand in hand with them. Right? Uh, they were going through investigations. They were they were they were uh, putting forward everything to public knowledge anyways that mm-hmm. um that for the sec to audit and then um adjust if necessary mm-hmm. and then to kind of just do this out of left field seems very uh peculiar yeah yeah i was looking through the uh the court summary and i, I i'm not i'm not too familiar with the legalese and all these terms but at least it's seeming to me that the only reason why the sec is able to even do any of these things is because they're classifying a lot of these cryptocurrencies as, uh, what was it, unofficial securities or some term like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it, it, it it's kind of interesting um, if if we do talk about that. Is in the in the very same week that Hong Kong approved multiple securities, fourteen of them, I believe. Um, is the same time that the SEC actually banned the, uh, a lot of the same exact um, tokens, mm-hmm. um, with, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I was looking through it and it seems like Bitcoin seems relatively safe. For some reason, Bitcoin is classified as a commodity. So 
SEC doesn't want to touch it, they're saying, okay, that's fine, as far as I'm understanding. But then Ethereum, Solana, and all these other tokens that are basically the same, I don't know, they don't seem like stocks in the traditional sense. So I'm not even sure if these should even be classified as securities to begin with. And then they already have Bitcoin classified as a commodity. So why not just dump all cryptocurrencies under the commodity category? Yeah, it's 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 kind of strange. Um, some of the like I, with what you said about Bitcoin, I don't think I don't think anybody's really bold enough to go after Bitcoin. I think it's just too much of a monster on its own to um, even consider trying to take control of that. There's really just no no way they can catch up with Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they could try Especially killing with- ETH and Solana in the crib and all these exchanges that help facilitate them. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think this is probably going to backfire. I think, I think what we're seeing right now is SEC going too big too soon. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're seeing. So one of the benefits of this situation I see is this is probably one of the biggest cards that they can play mm-hmm. and they've just played it. So, Depending on how this goes, we're we're really gonna see kind of people people's fear dissipate for the SEC, mm-hmm. and we're, there's not a lot more that they can do. I mean, there is, but this is this is pretty mm-hmm. big. If, the, yeah. if they're trying to get rid of Binance in in America, like that's a huge Mistake, huge attack first on of all. crypto. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they're attacking like a lot of like legitimate, some of the more legitimate tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the ones with the most use cases that are already yeah. seen. I mean, I, I'm running most of my projects off of Solana and I'm using, most of my life is basically, you know, revolving around Solana right now. And I'm not really using US dollars nearly as much as I used to. So I can well, see a, a, everyone does the same and who knows. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's exactly probably one of the reasons why is some of these tokens are being mass adopted for economy. And mm-hmm. once the U.S. dollar is left out of that exchange, then they don't get a piece of the pie, right? Yeah, and the government and, does uh, not like when they don't get a piece of the pie. <laughs> no, exactly. They're always striving to take as much of it as they possibly can. So I think uh, that's they, they're very... Uh, particular with how they chose and yeah we're we're seeing solana on there which is you and me like we're we're quite not quite we can call ourselves mm-hmm. solana maxis i guess yeah um, i would say i'm, I'm fairly solana maxi. yeah I, I think it's fair ish <laughs> <laughs> but uh like th- there's some other like matic and mana and ada mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised to see those on there, especially Mana. Mana's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, just like those guys are probably taken aback. Like, wait, what? Us? I thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like just... some old uncle has been hanging out at the bar for the past 10 years. And then suddenly, you know, he gets rolled into some gang. Like, wait, what? No, I'm just I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anybody. Anybody expected that to happen. Um this this very well might be something the SEC is doing to kind of secure a bag mm-hmm. as well. 
um, which we've seen in the past as well, where they'll they'll attack something in order to get in on it and mm-hmm. and ride it to the moon, you know. So yeah, that was one question I was thinking: the timing of it, right? So I mean, I I don't really want to get too deep into politics, but it's undeniable that we have an election year coming up next year, and politicians like to get campaign funds. So if we're to do like a cycle, would it be fair? I mean, this is very tinfoil hat now, but fair to think that they're kind of creating an artificial dip so that everyone can secure their bags so that come winter time, come next year, everything rises to the moon for the next bull run. And then they'll have had super discounted crypto. No, I think that's totally like understandable to come to that conclusion. I, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else would deny that that's a possibility uh especially when we're heading into a recession right this is this mm-hmm. is the recession is is very largely you'll see um massive corporations put massive amount of monies money jeez mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> into investments and i don't think uh the government's any different right um mm-hmm. and and if they they see a bottom that they want they see a price that they do want to get into an investment at mm-hmm. why wouldn't they we, we've seen them do worse things but why wouldn't they do something like this to kind of manipulate the market themselves you know mm-hmm. yeah because the, the way i see this these cases because we, we didn't even get to coinbase yet but it's essentially the same thing so it's basically the same topic but the way i'm seeing is I, i'm thinking this is just gonna be one of those long drawn out cases and it's just going to be this big old shouting PR match that goes on and on and on. And the end result is probably just going to be some like slap on the wrist, some new regulation things. And then things just kind of go back to normal with a few modifications later. Yeah. You would, you'd be fair to guess one one scenario like that. Yeah. Um, I am a bit worried about that. I, I, I don't quite, think that that scenario will play out just because of the fact that's that that's exactly what they're doing before mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's to slap them on the wrist it, it doesn't really make sense to me mm-hmm. um that they're trying to kind of like get any leeway out of it mm-hmm. it it's if you look at it very simply um it it's quite strange you look at it as okay it's we'll we'll turn the sec as police and we'll we'll put uh binance as an informant right mm. so as the police are working with this informant to catch criminals and mm-hmm. this informant is giving them information and working alongside them to help them and mm-hmm. make sure that these criminals are doing things staying legal mm-hmm. the the police all of a sudden decide that they don't want to work with this informant and then deem him a criminal. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem to benefit to catch the bigger picture. It seems like there's something else to go on there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like with your initial scenario, Mm-hmm. is very well like it, it seems to be making more sense the tinfoil hat one to me where there's something else whether it's manipulation or something deeper that's not quite public yet 
mm-hmm. um, or it's just a witch hunt. You know, yeah. it very well could be a witch hunt um, mm-hmm. that they're pissed off that CZ screwed over their their favorite little curly haired friend. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just a little bit of vengeance. Like, all right, well, if we can't have our FTX, then all these other exchanges die now. Yeah. <laughs> because we all know whose side the government was on and it was oh, FTX. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't think Despite that's like, that's not even deniable. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and and there's no way a lot of those things that FTX was doing wasn't in the light either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to survive that long it was with just too obvious. Pro- yeah, with how many business processes that they had that were garbage, and to be that successful, and it's like okay, maybe they had some help <laughs> going on. Yeah, they would have had to. The like, I don't want to. Well, I will say this is is they aren't that smart to do some of the things that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. like buy, he would buy Bankman Freed would buy banks in the middle of nowhere with no mm-hmm. money, put millions of dollars into them to, um, kind of keep it to, uh, like keep it dispersed in areas that were, wasn't like that were hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I don't see him being smart enough to do that, but I could yeah. be wrong. Well, adding on to it too, is a thought I had earlier was uh, thinking the Ukraine war and seeing how prevalent crypto has been for helping a lot of people get out and maintain their funds and even fund a lot of the Ukrainian war efforts themselves. I imagine it caught a lot of attention of a lot of high people up in high places. And I think yeah. here we are a year and a half later and people kind of catching on, learning the lessons that they can using Ukraine as like a guinea pig almost. Ukraine is is an entirely... Oh yeah, that's a whole thing on its own. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many things that are weird about everything with Ukraine, not to dismiss mm-hmm. like the war that's happening over there, but the yeah. politics around it are... Uh, some of the things going on are, are just weird. Yeah, I'm just thinking a lot of the sanctions they have on some uh, Russian oligarchs and how they're able to kind of skip by because a lot of them are also getting into crypto and are able to go around these sanctions because they're using crypto. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I imagine there's this huge, huge rabbit hole that we could easily spend hours going down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can't even begin to get into. Oh, yeah, it goes goes deep. Yeah, but anyway. Well, let's just bring it back to like the, the normal people here. I've got a, I got some people listening. Kyle, shout out to Kyle. <laughs> but you know, the people who are scared, they see SEC, they think, "Oh no, what's going to happen? Where's my crypto going? Where can I get crypto if Nowhere. it's not Coinbase or Binance? What do I do? What do well, happy? If you're not in America, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> like that, that's not Binance it isn't being affected. They've actually publicly released a uh newsletter about it that uh i think cz even put a tweet about it saying your funds are safe if you're not in america so Mm -hmm. if you're in america i think like there's plenty of time i i also think it's probably a good idea to uh i i think this is kind of the tip of the iceberg i don't want to i don't want to blow the horn but i think Maybe play it safer than not, and and take your money out of exchanges. Yeah, for just now. kind of do your own research. Not your coin, or what was it? Not your keys, not your crypto. 
I mean, for me, I barely, I personally never keep much of a balance in these exchanges. I usually take them to my own wallets. You know, you get a cold storage wallet, a ledger, and then there's multiple ways to buy crypto. Just have to be kind of safe and have a general idea of know what you're doing, or at least get recommendations of different exchanges. But yeah, it's, it can get a little, little crazy out there as far as buying crypto as an American. (laughs) Well, it's going to get even more crazy and this might be, it's going to be very hard for uh, non-KYC exchanges to stay afloat. I know there's a couple, um, MEXC, I believe is one, mm-hmm. Bybit and BitGet. And I think that's pretty much all you have in America right now. Yeah, I think you have and, Qcoin uh, too or is Q- Qcoin works in America. Yeah, or I have never Qcoin, touched it. I just hear it. Qcoin. Yes, I think it I think it's, it has a way to be non-KYC as well. I think you're right. But mm-hmm. uh, the, all of those exchanges are are going to be under attack. And a lot of them are, are just kind of removing themselves from the US and Canadian North American market. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do know that like some of those exchanges I just listed actually don't even work in, in Canada mm. at the moment and America is probably coming up next. So, yeah, so it's a huge loss for, for the U S you know, just holding back progress and, uh, suffering the consequences accordingly, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I def- I definitely think it's, it's time for something's going to have to change. Um, and I think <laughs> legislation, the government, who's in the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, where man. people live. If you're in crypto, like there's yeah. probably multiple reasons for you to not live in North America anymore. Yeah. El Salvador, probably a good spot to think about moving to. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, there's Portugal. There, um, Dubai. Dubai. If you want to like be rich and yeah, then like the third world countries, I, I believe yeah. Thailand, um, mm-hmm. Bali, those yeah. are all great places. Yeah. You can a lot live. of places that the the crypto, the value of crypto is going to go a long way too. Oof. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Buy a Bitcoin, move to Bali, you'd be retired. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Except you got to live in Bali. That's yeah, it's not so bad. Which it gets is hot. not bad. I mean, it would storms. be. It would get old, I think. I think I could yeah. live in Bali for a couple of years. Yeah, but then you have but... all of Southeast Asia and Australia, Japan. You got a lot of places to go to from there. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> um, all right. But yeah, definitely just yeah. be diligent. Uh, keep an eye on things. If you do have money in exchanges, you need to be very vigilant. vigilant. Mm-hmm. Diligent. Yeah, not, not um, your keys, not your crypto. Yeah. And, do uh, your own research. You can, I would definitely recommend probably taking your money off an exchange. Yeah. Not financial advice, but just common sense. <laughs> if, if your bank is getting sued, probably best to get some of them, get a different bank in the meantime. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put bets. it this way. If you see a tornado coming towards you, don't hide all your money in a tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's a really nice tent. Even if really it's a really nice tent. tent. Even if it's used for years and years. Yeah. Who knows how big this tornado is going to get. Yeah. Just be careful out there, guys. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good uh, spot to naturally end this episode, even though I want to keep talking for five more hours about this. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have time for next time. Yeah. All right. So uh, until next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.
Spell that out as an acronym. <laughs> All right. And uh, this has been Happy Men and Quesarito. Yes. On Happy Queso Podcast. On the Happy Queso Podcast. Queso Podcast all the way. And Happy Man and Quesarito. Yes. Two best friends. Two best friends. And next week, we'll either be following up on any changes here, if there's anything dramatic. If not, I believe it's my turn to submit some articles on a topic. Yeah. 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 And I've got some stuff I do want to talk about, but, you know, we'll figure out from there. But I definitely want to start discussing real world assets and connecting crypto to real world assets, fractional ownership, stuff like that. So it could be fun, but we'll see if this develops and we'll prioritize this again instead of what you were going to talk about. (laughs) Right on. And any sponsors today? Sponsors. So sponsors. uh, Well, we've got the compound uh, hosting it and supporting this. You got sponsors? The compound. The compound. And, ga- and Game and, Hub. And Game Hub. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, is about to be live on Soul completely. Ooh. Integrated in Soul. So we're we're pretty much just about ready. It's Getting been a long there. work and a lot of stuff to be done. But yeah. Do you want any more uh, beta testers? We can maybe sneak some uh, yeah, codes in we're to actually play some gonna games. Open, we're going to open it up for beta testing on Soul. The oh, Soul right. Network. Dang. All so right. uh, we'll, we'll get that going. Yeah, some exciting stuff. So yeah, if you're listening to this, if you're not part of Game Hub or the Compound, uh, ask a friend for an invite. Um, and yeah, you can get in on some of this stuff. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool. Cool. All right, man. I'll see you later. Ciao for Abby. now. Ciao for now.